Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We are so close to football, we can taste it. Only a few more days until week zero games. And I know this man is very excited. How do I know he's psychotic about college? Well, he played it, first of all, very well. But also, he is wearing a UTSA Roadrunners hat at this very moment. He did not play for the UTSA Roadrunners. No, No. he played for the Stanford (laughs) Cardinal. His name is Steve... Coughlin, but you know him better as Stanford Steve from the the SVP Hour of Sports Center, and also Stanford Steve and the Bear Fine Fine Podcast on mm-hmm. ESPN's family of podcasts. Stanford Steve, it is a pleasure to have you here. I thank you very much, Andy. Um, awesome. I do have to say, top three podcast entry music in the business. I love oh, music. It's, it's Gets- great. I work out to it. <laughs> Um, no, it's great. Uh, I've been trying to keep up with you as much as possible with all your different guests between uh, newly promoted Ubbin, uh, who I love and I'm glad, happy for him, and that crazy guy Wasserman. Um, I need to catch up <laughs> with him and, and Nicole and everybody else. So uh, it's it, the time is here, and I'm, I'm pumped you thought of me. And, yes, I am more, uh, sporting the Roadrunners because I am expecting big things in San Antonio this year. Uh, that and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into okay. some win totals. Uh, but first, I want to get your opinion on on what Ari and I are up to because I we were texting back and forth when we were setting up uh, doing the show, and I don't know who's gotten to listen to which episode, mm-hmm. so I'm never sure. So I, I I text Steve and I say, "Hey, we're gonna we're doing this bet. I'm giving Ari 15 points. Uh, loser has to eat a banana like Will Levis." And and all Steve texts back is, <laughs> back is "I listen." <laughs> so am i insane for giving ari 15 points in that game uh yes you are um because well let's go with both sides all right i understand where you're coming from um when i look at lsu this year i do see potential um i you know you've pointed out many a times they do not have bo Pelini anymore that was number one on the list <laughs> for me to think highly of lsu this year um but See, I'm a Max Johnson believer. I, I think yes. I think he's. I mean, I was reading the other day. His mom was a D1 soccer player too. Also, correct, is that right? Yeah, like yeah. And the and, and dad played football and hoops. Um, I recently watched back the the, the throw shoe game, and like, I, that's still one of the most amazing outcomes of a game. I mean, with the fog and everything that came, I I'm still watching it, going, how does this happen? How does this happen? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how it happens. And um, so, but with, with LSU, when you talk to guys around that program and everything, like I, I've always been a believer. Um, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't on high as, as high on, on O as they were when they got him. Um, but, you know, he was one of them and they wanted him. And obviously they got the title in 19. And then last year, opening game happens. I'm watching KJ Costello, for, former Stanford quarterback. Like, holy cow, is this what happens if a Pac-12 quarterback goes to the SEC? Is this possible? <laughs> and then he goes on the wayside, and Mississippi State goes their ways. But 24-2 against Kentucky. Yes. LSU not only gets that embarrassment, the Alabama game was just not, not what we're capable of seeing. And this is coming mm-hmm. from a guy, I believe, in the last 10 years, I've been at nine or eight of the LSU Alabama games and last year was not one of them. So watching that from afar was like, this is, this isn't good, but they got up off the deck 
And that's what you look for in a head coach is how are you going to get your kids to respond? They come up, they end the year well, um, gave A&M all they can handle. And now you, you got that. You got that behind you. Can you use that almost yep. as a whole program redshirt season? I've heard that thrown around with a lot of programs. The talent is there. He made the changes he needed to. I Like I said, I'm a believer in Johnson. I think Butte is absolutely phenomenal. So I see what you're saying. But I do have to mention, I'm a believer. I know the numbers aren't lining up really well the last couple of years in when a team has a game under their belt against a team who's in their first game. If you look back in 1999, I was able to live one of those. NC State goes to Austin and beats Texas. Stanford goes to Austin the next week and loses 69 to 17. I'm a believer that a game under your belt works. <laughs> work out for the you. Kinks game. <laughs> yes. 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 So when you look at UCLA, there's a lot to like. Um, you look at last year, look at the teams they should have beaten. They had leads over all three in the fourth quarter Oregon, SC, Stanford. They lose to Stanford in overtime. They lose to SC in an incredible fashion, and they lose the lead at Oregon uh, earlier in the year. So the goods are there, and I'm a guy, I'm still a Chip Kelly believer. I believe in his mind more than most guys. Um, the talent is there. You talk to him. He likes what he has. Chip doesn't really – he's not really a complimentary guy. Um, but when he does say things, you know, that stick out in, in complimenting fashion, I listen. And he likes the goods he has. You know, DTR is back. We've seen his good. We've seen his bad. I expect a lot more consistency when you talk to the guys that seen all the college quarterbacks work out this summer. So I'm expecting big things, and that's why I have UCLA and San Jose State on my eyes here in week zero as my most opportune teams because I want to see what they're bringing to the table, knowing what's at stake for those two teams in week one What we going once we get going. But 15 points kind of feels like a lot, Andy. Well, I feel very nervous about it because I I, I think this will be Chip Kelly's best UCLA team. Mm -hmm. I just think LSU is going to be back to normal. And, and Chip Kelly's best UCLA team, even if it's the best team in the Pac-12 South, could lose to a good LSU team by 15 or more. Okay. I just I, think it's... I, 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 also, also, it's the only way I can make Ari take the bet. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, and we like our action, so we got to get the action on the line, even if you got to go out a little farther. I do, you know, I, I love these games because they've always lived up to it. I think about SEC schools coming out to the to the Pac-12 to play. I remember LSU going to Tempe back in God, what was that? Oh six. Um, I uh, yeah, I think it was Jamarcus Russell. They came back late and won in Tempe. Um, you think of um, Josh Rosen against Texas A&M a couple of years back. Like, these are awesome for the sport. I love seeing the SEC teams get out of that southeast and come out and see the world. Come out to the west. we got beautiful things out there. So uh, it's a very, very interesting and fascinating matchup. Um, but I will side, I think 15 is a lot of points. <laughs> That's all. It is, it is. It is. And and the, the, yeah, the more than fourteen. Sauce. I thought you might go fourteen, but you did fifteen. Yeah. I had to make him take the bet, so he took the bet. Now somebody has to eat a banana, peel and all. And I, I listen. I think I can handle that. I don't. I think you're going to like it. He can. I do too. I do. Yes. I, I do too. It's not going to be like you. the mayonnaise thing. <laughs> no, that, that don't. Please don't mention that because that grossed me out. <laughs> So everybody said, "Now, what was was the audio worse or the video?" No, worse? I hate I hate mayonnaise as much as you do. 
Mayonnaise and mustard, I can't do. I can't. I can't smell them. I can't see oh, them. No mustard. Ooh, no, that's tough. No, that's brutal. tough. Brutal. Because you are you are you are really limiting your condiment choices at this point. Yep. So you're like a yep. Heinz fifty seven guy. Uh, I'm a like people talk about sandwiches. What I put, I'm a red vinegar. Just give me red vinegar on the sandwich, Ooh, and that's good to go. I like that. Yeah, I like not too that. soggy. Though. You a, can't make the, you can't break up the bread. Just gotta get a agreed. little douse. Agree. That's why you gotta agreed. put it on the bread. You can't put it on the meat because it just falls off. Yes. Soggy bread is brutal. We'll be right back after these words. Let's talk about some of these win totals because I've, I've, I've cheated. I've heard you and the bear talking about these things. So I kind of know you where you're listening. going. Thank you for listening. I appreciate but it. But I, I feel like, so you've, you've done something that I, I am hesitant to do. You have gone against Phil Steele's number one bounce back team. I always feel like Phil is pretty good at, at, at spotting the bounce back team. You are going under on Penn State mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, at BetMGM, they've got him at eight and a half. So Okay, well, I, see, that, that's, that's tough. Our number was nine. You went under Our nine. Our number was okay. nine. So under nine, nine three, feels safe push. because, yeah, the nine and three push I can live with. Yep. But, but, but I agree with you completely. You and the Bear talked about this at length. That Penn State-Wisconsin game oh. tells us so much mm-hmm. one way or the other. And I'm a guy, when I look at these season win totals, Andy, I always try and find some where I'm not going to sweat a whole season out. And that, right. like, Penn State's one where it just jumped out to me. They go to Miss Madison. I think the last time was Bill O'Brien and Hackenberg, and I think they won there. Um, mm-hmm. But it, if, if Penn State wins that game, I know I have a loser because they, they, got, they got it rolling a lot quicker than I thought. And that's what gets me to Penn State. Again, the reason I'm under is the schedule is relentless when you look at the conference play. I'm not even throwing about the Auburn game. I'll touch on that in a second because I actually love the spot for Penn State with that game. But at Madison, I expect I love I love Jim Leonard as a defensive coordinator. I can't think of much guys worse to have to face in week one in your first game than having him. Uh, we know the roller coaster that, that they were last year and and Mertz being great against Illinois. I will say it was Illinois. And then, you know, COVID affected everybody just like that. But Penn State, I love Sean Clifford. I really do. I like everything he brings to the table. I just worry about the reckless havoc he plays with because we've seen him get nicked up. Um, they don't have Levis. He's at Kentucky, as you mentioned. And he was, a, he was a guy that I thought – I mean, he's a Connecticut. I'm from Connecticut. I knew – I know Will Levis. Like, he's an ultra-talented kid, and they just used him as a wildcat running back. Like, he could throw the football, but he's gone. And then so yeah. that leaves you two guys who don't have one snap of experience uh, behind Clifford. And you look at the schedule. We mentioned Madison. You know, Auburn's going to have a, a, a decent defense, I would believe. You know, Indiana is going to be Indiana. I expect them to be better because I'm a believer in Tom Allen. He's going to have his guys we, ready we, to go. We will, well, we will get to Indiana, too, because you guys had a, an interesting conversation about them that I agree completely with. But, okay. but continue with Penn State. Um, at Columbus – at Iowa, um, I know you know that side is going to be improved. I mean, they got their butts handed to them by Maryland last year, and now they go to Maryland this year. I just think nine wins is the ceiling when I look at the schedule in its totality. And I like Yersich as the hire. He wanted to go, um, or I should say, Franklin wanted him, and then he chose yeah. to go to Austin for that year. And when you look at the you know the defense, they got to um, uh, replace um, Oway. 
and the other uh, defensive end. Shaka-tari. They already have an yep. injury up front. And when you look at that great recruiting class, and this is where it goes back to, again, the depth against the roster, that great class, I believe, is a top five class in 2018. There's 11 guys that are still on the team from there. And now Franklin's got it cranked up again. I expect big things from them next year and the year after. But looking at it right now, this year, I do see nine wins as the, as the ceiling. So I'm taking the other games as, as, a, as a chance to, to get upset. And that's why I said under nine. Um, you know, eight and a half is a way totally uh, different game because I, I am a believer, like I said, in the offense and Clifford and all that. And they could have the best receiver in the conference, you know, outside of the, of the Ohio State guys. Um, but when you have to go over under on that number, I'm going under nine wins for Penn State. So you you also went Bear went under on Indiana. You you guys had this this chat, mm-hmm. and and you were trying to avoid saying anything untoward about Tom Allen because uh, as as you know, I believe he's the real Ted Lasso. He's <laughs> he's the closest the closest American coach to an actual Ted Lasso. Like if you sent him over. To, to coach soccer, I don't know if he, he can't bake, I've heard, but he can he could eat biscuits like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. So, but that schedule, I mean, yeah. they, they open with Iowa. They have Cincinnati in the non-conference. Uh, Ohio State, obviously. Penn State will be better. Uh, it just, it, it is hard for me to find the wins. Their, and, and their total that you, that you looked at was, was what, nine was, or was eight and a half? Uh, I believe eight and a half. Yeah. Indiana. Oh, Indiana's seven and a half, but the over seven was plus half. money. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. So, you got to get to eight wins for a winner. And yeah, I'm going to agree. Listen, Penix is great player. I just, um, you know, everybody talks about, you know, he's a, he, was, he was in against Penn State. If they call them out, he's out and they don't get a win for that game. You know, right. it's that, it's that, it's that close to where, it's a season changer, you know, and especially not knowing how anybody's going to start the season. They couldn't have started the season better with that call. Um, and then he gets hurt. You know, he threw the ball well against Ohio State. I, I expect the defense to be a, as good. Um, I know they lost the running back, um, but I it's it's asking a lot to get up off the deck and 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 do that again in that division. And you mentioned the crossovers. You mentioned the con- you know. The out-of-conference uh, game against Cincinnati, who's a team that I am fascinated by this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I would I would lean with the bear on that on that Indiana um, under. Let me, let me give you well, another guy we've talked about for in a couple different contexts is Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's number is seven. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a hammer of the over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked them to come in second in the in the division. Um, I do oh, think to beat Florida. Wow. I do. I do. I, I, I believe that. I, I think they have the goods to do that. Um, you know, you talk about recruiting all the time and you look at that roster and what they've done. And now you add in free agency. I call it with the transfer portal and the coach. Wondale Robinson, Dar- yeah. Dar- Rosenthal. Uh, exactly. they got a linebacker from Ole Miss the, the, yeah, they get, they plugged some and, holes through the portal and I'll take Kennard as the best, as the best lineman in the, in the conference. Uh, I believe in that. And just the idea, like poor UL Monroe, week one, like I think they're getting 28 or 29 points. I think I'm going to – I know it sounds crazy to almost give 30 points with Kentucky, but I think it's a game where they just want to let everything out and get it all out and get that crowd going because is it week three they get Mizzou? 
That's a huge game. Week two. Week two, oh, September yeah. 11th. So there you yep. go. I, I think they got to get everything out there and give, uh, you know, Missouri's got a new defensive coordinator and give them everything to think about of what they're capable offensively. So, um, yes, I, I do think Kentucky uh, will finish second in the East. I do. I You said something else a, a couple weeks ago that, that intrigued me, and uh, you, you guys were talking about the, the Clemson – Georgia game and you said mm-hmm. does this game matter you asked the bear does this game matter and you say it doesn't matter at all I will give you it I will give you a scenario where where it could matter greatly to a league not necessarily to a team mm-hmm. if Georgia wins mm-hmm. it very much sets up the possibility of two SEC teams in the playoff correct and that's why I don't think it means much Andy because we know the um, the value these two teams carry. You know, I say it's the top five right now and against everybody else, and these two teams are part of that top five. When you look at the rankings, when you look at the stature of what of teams that what they've done in recent years, and I think, I, you know, I just, I'm at a point where I, re- I want, really want somebody to break through, and I'm worried about that because the loser's game is not going to drop um, because, you, you got to drop. I'm not saying drop 10 spots. I, like you said, it is a top five matchup. But when it comes down to it, both these teams with the stature they carry are going to be able to play themselves in. And yeah. what I mean by that, it's based more based off of what their opponents do. You know, like I, I think Clemson is going to get all they can handle from a team like Boston College this year, who is a team I'm really high on uh, because of the way they're built. But to me, the stature at Clemson and Georgia, this game really doesn't mean much. Now, I'm going to. I'll be definitely tuning in to watch it yeah. because of what's at st- what uh, I should say, what the talent, the what's new on the talent field, that yeah. I'm going to see, yeah. you know? So I, I just, I, I get it. It's a, it's a top five matchup. We've won and we have the names and we got the faces and we got the coaches and all that. But it, to me, it really doesn't mean much because the stature they, they carry and they're going to be able to play their ways back into it. Yeah, I, but the only that scenario that if Georgia wins, where if Georgia can can be twelve and zero going to the SEC championship game, mm-hmm. and they happen to lose to a a West champ that is either twelve and zero or eleven and one going into the game, they're both getting in in that mm-hmm. scenario. That's just okay. that's how it's good. I, I I'm sorry to everybody else. So you you would take happen. if you were going to take one team in the SEC to go undefeated in conference play, you would take Georgia. Yes, because their path okay. is the easiest. Gotcha. They, they have no Alabama, no LSU, no Texas A&M. Florida, meanwhile, has Alabama and LSU. Yeah. And obviously, the teams in the West are in the West. So mm-hmm. that, that's, the, that's the issue there. And I, I am curious because, like I said, I think LSU is going to bounce back big. I, 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 I feel like the distance between Alabama and the rest of the West is less than it was last year, obviously, when, when they had super special team. But if Texas A&M... Are we sure that whoever they decide on as a starting quarterback, and I'm assuming, I think it's going to be Haynes King. Yep. Are we sure he's not going to be as good as Kellen Mond? Could he be better I, than I, Kellen Mond? I think there's more upside there. I, I, yeah. I really do. I really do. When you look at AM, the way they're, that, that, that freakazoid, Leal on the D line, have you seen mm-hmm. that guy? Like, oh, yeah. And, I, and I'll go back. I, 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 you probably remember this. There was a situation. I believe they were down two scores to to Florida, and they're backed up on their own 20-yard line, and I think they got to delay a game or a false start, and Jimbo just snaps, throws the clipboard, calls timeout, and he brings the team over. And I want to say they go back on the field, and they ran the ball nine straight times with Spiller. And from that on, then on, they just kept getting better and better to me. And 
that resonated to me because you talk about the recruiting and, you know, everybody follows Billy Lucci down there with, with Texas. Oh, yeah. And, and he's his friend as the, positive friend the as there is. Yeah. And, you know, so you hear about the recruits, you know, maybe more than other schools. At least I do because they're, they're, they want to, you know, showcase what they're getting. And Jimbo's made it a point. We got to win recruiting battles and, and this and that. So I'm more familiar with the names, but to finally see those guys up front, the O-line and the D-line guys that they made a big deal about getting because that's the way Jimbo says he's got to win to see those guys show out in that. And I was like, oh, wow, he's they got it going now. And now yeah. we know what Kelamon was. He did get better, probably had his best year as last year. And it comes down, obviously, with turnovers. And if Jimbo, who is a guy who I, I trust with quarterbacks uh, a lot more than other guys, um, I do expect big things from AM. Uh, this year, and I could see a higher upside. Now, they need some of those receivers. they also been touting a lot to step up because there's been some guys that, that haven't come through and that we've heard plenty about. Yeah, it's, it's time for but, Demond um, Demas to, uh, yep. To, yep. to live up to the recruiting hype. That's and the, the name. But, but yeah, and then and then the offensive line, obviously they got to replace four or five starters. The one starter who's back is a potential first-rounder, Kenyon mm-hmm. Green. And, and, but, but the replacing of the offensive line is sort of a test of the recruiting. Mm-hmm. Is it as good as you've told us it is? Is it as good as 24-7 has told us it is? And we'll see. I mean, I, I but I feel like the way they built that roster, yes, they're going to get better. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm very intrigued by the SEC West this year. I don't, I, I'm not just handing it to Alabama. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. And you mentioned that, that you had a question about about that Alabama-Miami opener. Mm-hmm. I did. And you are a former voter now? Is that how we frame you? Yeah, I voted, I voted from... It is. I voted for five <laughs> seasons from, from 09 through 13. So Okay. And I have a question. If Miami beats Alabama, mm-hmm. and let's say Clemson wins 3-2 to two over yep. Georgia, all right? Yep. I think Miami should be the number one ranked team in the country. I could I could buy that. I mean, what you're worried about is is Alabama being ranked above Miami even after Miami would beat them. I oh, would that's never. That, that's another yeah. point. Yeah, definitely. I don't because what are they? Never, 14 I would now? never with one game one game in. I would take the team that won the game. That they they would Thank be ranked you. higher. Yeah. Thank you. There's it's no one question. game. Yeah. and it's week one. Yeah. You know, and 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 that goes back to my point about these top five teams that have the stature, and Alabama's one of them. Is that they lose? They just they don't fall. Like you, you, we just talked about ten minutes about the West and how good it's going to be. They have yeah. a chance to play their way back in. Everybody talks about they don't have to play out of conference game, tough out of conference games because they have the tough conference games. Well, drop them and let them play their way back into it. Give those yeah. teams that don't have losses a little more credit, and that's my that's my argument across the board. The teams that don't lose, give them a little bit more credit. I understand. The competition, but let it play out. Yeah. Well, and I think that'll be fine. I, I'm very curious about this Miami Alabama game because I remember Miami Clemson last year and, and being very hopeful that that somebody was ready to challenge Clemson because yeah. it would just make the ACC more fun. I think North Carolina may be getting there, but when I, when I watched that game, it was clear that that Miami coaches had had watched the film and been like, nope, we can't run on these guys. And, and, and no attempt was made mm-hmm. to run the ball. And that offense doesn't work if you can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. So 
we will find out how how different whether Miami feels differently about their roster and about mm-hmm. their physicality up front by whether they try to run the ball in Alabama. Because if they try, it means they think they got something there. Yep, and I've heard you talk about it in the you know the inability of that Malzahn, um, Rhett Lashley offense. If you're not going to be able to get the inside run game going, you got you got op- you got not a lot of options left with that no. offense now. I will say this, obviously, you know, with the Alabama roster, I think we're going to get, I can't believe I'm going to say this, an older school Saban Alabama team. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. The the, defense their defense is going to be much gonna, better. Yes. You know, and, that, and, that, and it's funny because you say, are they going to abandon the run? For some reason on the SEC Network the other night, the, the playoff game from, I think it was 17, the Sugar Bowl when Bama beats yep. Clemson 24 to 6. Mm-hmm. And Clemson still had that had that D line, and Alabama just kept pounding with Damian Harris. Um, yep. You know, Najee had a couple carries in there, and, and, and I eventually just looked, you slip you slipped to Ron Payne out the back door. <laughs> exactly, and you know, to me, it's just that mindset of you know Saban just saying, "Hey, we, we're going to still try and do this. We have different ways to attack it. Let's empty the bucket on how we're going to attack it." And Dable was the OC then, so when you go back now. With Bill O'Brien, who, I mean, people say what you want. Christian Hackenberg never played better football in his life than when Bill O'Brien was his coach at Penn You're State. You're exactly right. I, I still don't think Bill O'Brien gets credit for what he was able to withstand in in at Penn State uh, when he was there. But and you know, you could say what you want as an NFL GM. I think the world of the guy as an X and O's football coach. But the transition, maybe he's. I'm not going to say maybe he's going to be a lot more of a hard ass than Sark was as Sark, yes. you know, you know, Sark wants to take care of his toys and keep everybody happy. You know, this is just going to be a different way of, of, of going about things. Uh, new O-line coach, uh, new quarterback who obviously is all world talented as hell. Um, but to get in that mix right away and to think he's just going to step in and take off and, and that offense is going to be as good as it was the last couple of years with, with Tua and Mac is is asking a lot of the kid. And um, yeah. I, I, I'm really fascinated to see that week one matchup because I just want to see it. You know, everybody wants to oh, who you yeah. like, who you want, who you betting in this game. I, I, I'm i not afraid to be, uh, um, I don't even know, a non-committal because I, there, <laughs> there's some, I have to see it. All right. Uh, let me, I, let, give me a you. game. Give me a game. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, because I, I have I have these deeply held opinions that I've formed over this offseason, but they're meaningless. Yes. You've seen it. Like, I think LSU is going to be a lot better. I mm-hmm. could be completely wrong. I think Kentucky will be able to play on defense this year, or on offense this year, that they'll, they'll have a dynamic offense. I could be completely wrong. I think Penn State will be good right out of the gate, as opposed to last year, where we all know what the circumstances were at the beginning of their season. Like, mm-hmm. But I could be completely wrong. So mm-hmm. that that I, I am willing to accept that. And that's the whole thing with the voting thing. I I think with the voting, you just have to be willing to admit you were wrong. Correct. Or that you just don't have enough information. And and instead of voting on what you what you presumed, vote on the little bit of information you have and then build on that every week. Is is the and way every, I always did it. And every person has a podcast. So if you have a question of why you did something, go on somebody's podcast and talk about it. Why you voted exactly. this way. You know? Exactly. Don't hide behind anything. Let us no, know. There's, and, and there's no reason to hide that. I think it's 
explaining and being transparent about that is the easiest way to handle it. And Mm -hmm. now, but the thing is that, that that pisses people off when I tell them this and, and there's no other, there's no way to sugarcoat it. Like when you get to 12, Mm -hmm. the difference between 12 and 20 is negligible. The difference Mm -hmm. between 20 and 45 is negligible. Correct. So So that's the other. Yeah. So, so then what's your coming, criteria? <laughs> yeah. What you you rank this team 23 and my oh. team's also receiving votes and I don't understand. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I think I think this team would win if they played. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I'll be wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's not, sometimes you just slide a piece of paper between them. So you just don't know. Exactly. Before I let before I let you go, Steve, I mm-hmm. I, I know. You know, it's in the intro to your podcast, everyone's Uncle Brent mm-hmm. telling us you got to love teams getting points at home. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you about this weekend. Brett Bielema is getting a touchdown at home against Nebraska. Yes. Why on earth would I ever take Nebraska in this situation? Uh, because... The other team has an eye on their helmet, and you've been in a time machine and haven't seen any football in the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, that's that's what I was getting at. So I, Illinois beat Nebraska in Lincoln last year. Yes. Is this Illinois team that much worse, and is this Nebraska team that much better that now suddenly Nebraska is a touchdown better than Illinois in Champaign? You, I just talked about, let me see a game. This is a game I need yeah, to see, right? Because I mean, you go back now; it's four years. Adrian uh, Martinez for Nebraska played his best football in a Nebraska uniform as a freshman. As yeah. a freshman, that was his best he, he looked. And the one thing I'll say on the Illinois side is Bielma's got a fresh slate here. And what I love about him is he's been and he is one of the most stubborn minds in in college football. Now, will that stubbornness hurt him in a scenario where he's like, week one, if we're going to win, this is how we're going to do it, and he doesn't go to option B. If he just says, all right, this is our plan, and this is what we're sticking with, and Nebraska has some advantages out on the, you know, on the outside, and they're exploiting him, and they don't have an answer there, that's where I could see this Nebraska thing. But it is a complete stay away from me because of the unknown we yeah. have on both sides of the ball um, in a division – well, I actually picked Iowa uh, to win that side of the division this year. Okay, so I, I got a lot. I, I I just I need to see it. I I need to yeah. see what Illinois and Nebraska um, look like because there's also a thing, you know, as 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 you start prioritizing your TVs, Andy, down the down the line as the weeks go on, <laughs> Illinois and Nebraska might play their way off of a TV based oh, on this week one listen. performance. This is this is probably the only time the 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 eyes of the nation will be focused on both those teams yeah. at the same time. Uh, now the the Bielema stubbornness thing is interesting to me because you're exactly right, and mm-hmm. and, it, and it served him well for a little bit until it mm-hmm. didn't, and it, it was it ended awfully at Arkansas. Does working with Belichick for a couple of years make you less stubborn? Do you do you pay attention to that stuff? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I, I totally think so. I, I look at, I mean, Brett's, I mean, he's a phenomenal mind. When you go back and look what Aber, what, it, what they were able to sustain, you know, as a program after Barry, 
And I'm a guy who my last college football game, I lost to Barry Alvarez in, in, the, in the Rose Bowl. And I think the world of what they what they did at that place. And I, I, I there's no way Brett's stubborn enough not to believe anything he's seen the last couple of years in New England. I think there's plenty of sense. Now, does he, and this is where it gets into it, does he have the goods to try these new things out? That's where right. the stubbornness comes in because he could say, you know what, we're not built yet. And what are we talking about? You know, the great coaches doing now adapting to what you have. And that's the main question. How much can you adapt and keep your, keep your beliefs on the same level? That's what we're going to find out. Yeah, it's, it is going to be interesting, but I just look at, so Frost has the great year at, at UCF mm-hmm. following a, a kind of medium year, which was fine because they were coming off 0 and 12, but nothing he's done at Nebraska has suggested this is going to get turned around. And, mm-hmm. and I got to say, finding out that they were doing secret workouts and they still stunk like that. It's not a good look. If you're going to do secret workouts, at least be good. Like mm. that, that during, during COVID, like at least be good because you did yeah. that. That that's what worries me. I'm just not sure whatever they, whatever formula there is. And it, there is, I still think you can win at Nebraska. I don't think you can win, the way Tom Osborne did. No. But I think there is a way to win, you know, at the level of Kirk Ferentz at Iowa or no doubt. Maybe no doubt toward about the it. level of Paul Christ at Wisconsin. Yep. You can do it, but he hasn't found it yet. No. And so I'm not sure I'm confident in him to find it at this point. I will say in in a in a place now, when you look at it, um, to what they've done, I mean, Mike Riley, who was as impressive as a guy when I played in the Pac-12 and seeing what he did in the Pac-12, and you bring him in, and it, the overturn, I, I understand people want results, I, but I still I still think you got to give Frost you know, a year to, to see what this is because of the overturn. There was just so many transfers in the roster and what it looked like, and you look at the quarterback position. Then you think you have it figured out with Martinez, and then you get the high – recruit McCaffrey in, and you try and play both and that doesn't work out like now this is it you know but you look at that schedule and it is a bear there is yeah I mean that's that's my my other worry about them is I'm just not sure if, if, if they win this game against Illinois then you got Fordham and you got the Buffalo team where half the team went to Kansas to, yeah. to follow Leopold so yeah. You, you're you're three and zero. Oh, you got great feelings. You go into Norman, you get smoked, but that's fine because you expected mm-hmm. that. But if you're one, if you're two and one, and you've lost to Illinois, and you're looking at, oh God, are we going to be able to win a game in the division? Yeah, it's a completely different scenario. Yes, yes, I tell, I I agree with you there, and that's why I expect I expect a very good and polished offensive look. From, from Nebraska, but knowing what's at stake here, as you just mentioned, with that start of the schedule. Well, it, it, I can't wait. Steve, real football is like four days away. It's it is. so awesome. It is. <laughs> well, I, I can't think of a better person to celebrate that with. So uh, thank you so much. And uh, we are going to have to uh, dine on some, some prime rib for two for one again yes. here very That's soon. That's what we do. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> See you soon, my man. Thanks, Steve. <laughs>